welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Now, welcome to Eagle Nation. You're with Dan Wazer and Wayne. We're doing it via Zoom again today. Um, we'll probably do another episode in a fortnight's time, but today is all about reload or rebuild. But before we get into it, the big announcement has been made, boys. The NCG is no longer going to be holding the grand final. It is going to be at Optus Stadium on September the 25th. So we all happy about that? Yeah, it's very good. I think it's a good good boost for the state. But, um, yeah, I, I can't be honest. It's great for us, but it would really be great when it gets back to the MCG, I think. Yeah, I can't wait for it to be an MCG. I've been to a couple of myself, so, but it will be a different, different game at uh, Optus Stadium. Dan, are you going to try and go, buddy, or what? Yeah, I might try and get tickets, but it's um, a bit of an anti-climax as a statement because... We all knew it would happen. They're saying, well, that's the reserve plan. But anyone that hasn't got their head in the sand knew things sadly aren't going well in Victoria and we wish them the best. But there was no way it could be at the MCG. And I'm a bit different. I'm thinking it's not the VFL anymore. It's national comps. shouldn't be at the MCG every year anyway. Um, there's obviously got to be protocols around size of stadiums and that per se. But, yeah, like, I'd like to see more an Olympics format or a FIFA where State's bid on it, you know what I mean? So it's like you're not guaranteed to get it. Well, your state bids on it. And you, well, great, you've got – you've now bid on the 2024 grand final. That state now gets it. What are you going to do with it, you know what I mean? And the Super Bowl – I'd love to see that. Never happened, but – Super Bowl runs on that um, that uh, model and that works really good. And, yeah. yeah, look, COVID might change things and make that MCG yeah. uh, contract null and void, but – like we said, um, it is a VFL. And while I'm on there, I was going to ask you guys this. Um, have you guys read the book The Boys Club by Michael Warner? Because I've been reading no, it. No, I haven't. And um, I'll give it to one of you guys if you want to read it. It goes on about every scandal that's happened in the last 20, 30 years. And the AFL, it is a boys club. It's amazing. And, you know, all the things they've tried to hide – all the things they've tried to do, background, um, backroom deals. It's amazing. It's a big eye-opener. And I wonder why Michael Warner's probably been banned from the AFL because he knew it was going to be happening because as soon as he did this, they put an embargo on his uh, media accreditation once again. So, yeah, they don't like um, being... was, Sorry, was it him or was it Sheedy? Um, someone's come out putting writing that, how the VFL just tried to bend the egg was over with. They didn't want us there, but they just almost mafia strong armed us just to get money out of the waffle. And oh, yeah. The state well, that, of WA. That's well known. Um, it goes into a little yeah, bit William. about the formations of Eagles in Brisbane. Goes, yeah, it, it, it leaves no stone un, uh, unturned, as they say. It's an interesting read. So, people out there, if you want to read some. Uh, uh, some really good information on the AFL and how it's run. Get the boys' club, um, the grand final. So there's going to be a grand final parade the day before, Friday, September the 24th. So that's probably going to go through the streets of Perth. So Basil Zemblis will be laughing. The mayor of Perth gets his wish. And we're holding the Brownlow as well. So that's going to be the week before at the Crown. So... so Let's make sure we do it really good so we can shove it up the Vicks. <laughs> Sorry to our Vic uh, listeners over there, but we are West Australians, so we're parochial just like uh, Victoria's. What do you think about those two things? Uh, All good? 
one one COVID case and it will be all off. So let's just hope there's no COVID. But we've there's had no two this week. Now. One, or two, one or two cases and it will be all off. I'm going to tell you right now. They've got a contingency plan, no question. I think they're yeah. going to Adelaide if they're not if it's not here because they're going to have a crowd. Yeah, they have to have a crowd. Um, the crowd at Adelaide's 20,000 at the moment. They're not increasing that. And they said, well, on SEN, that the reason why Perth got it was because of the 60,000, where Adelaide's only 20,000. And it looks like it'll only be 20,000 if it, if it, to say it all went pear-shaped, it'd only be 20,000 at Adelaide Oval. So let's hope that nothing happens. And if it does, it's contained like this week. So... There's enough probably talk about that because we're going to talk about that quite a lot before the grand final happens. I've got some questions to ask for you boys. We're in the finals, um, and I've asked you this before. So Collingwood have come out today and said McRae's going to be the coach of Collingwood with Lepich as his assistant. Um, is is Lyon a dead set certainty for the Carlton job? Yep, dead set. So why yep, why I'm... do they give us this media spin that they're going to go through a process? And interview people. Um, I just don't understand it. It's probably one of the – he talked about stability. It's one of the worst-run coaching applications I've ever seen in football. So, yeah, look, we're all on the same vote there. But uh, Clarko, he's taking the year off. What coach is under pressure next year going into next year, 2022? Because Mark Harvey. Sorry, you go, Wayne. No, I didn't say. No, you go. Right. Most oh, of them are signed. Uh, Most of them all signed yeah. up. So there's none coming out of contract next year. But will any coach be under pressure and get his, you know, his Simo under? If we, yeah, well, his Simo is everyone's. Uh, if Mark, we didn't learn anything from the Mark Harvey thing, it would have been um, no coach is safe. Um, if they think there's a better coach on the market. Um, they'll snap them up. Uh, mediocre teams just as likely to lose their coach as, say, a bottom of the ladder coach. Um, so we'll just throw Bevo's name up because, you know, that's a good one because he's up the top of the ladder. But let's say they get knocked out next week. That means they've only won one final in five years. Yep. Um, and then let's say they don't make finals next year. And they're on the cusp of it, but just say like us ninth tenth on the ladder. Does that then mean well we'll get rid of him? There's a better coach on the market. Um, that does happen. I'm not saying that will happen. Obviously, I think they're pretty happy with Bevo at the Bulldogs. I'm just saying those scenarios you see it all the time with AFL, and um, I don't think any club safe. Uh, Chris Scott's another one. His win loss rate in finals. He only wins 32 percent of finals. There's only one one out of his last nine. First round finals. Um, yeah, Chris Scott would have been the one for me to be under the most pressure, especially with his ageing yeah. list. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Like you said, no coach is safe. You either a coach that hasn't been sacked or one that has been sacked, as Mick Moldau said. So it's got to be, be sacked. Yeah, going to be interesting. Uh, talking about coaches, Jamie Graham now looking for greener pastures to broaden his coaching. Um, agendas and um, resumes, so good luck to him. Uh, Hickmont's gone, as you said last week, uh, Wayne. Um, so there's two coaches that we need to look at. I uh, wonder if Eagles will make any more changes. Um, like I've, I've put on Twitter that we should be going for Harvey. Any others that you wouldn't mind looking at? The big word is Schofield's the man, but he's still got a year to go on a contract. 
I've said for a while, so I'd be going to Simic for sure. I'd get Simic back at that club as sooner rather than later. And I think if they can get Schofield, um, he's he's keeps his uh, things close to his chest, but uh, I, he'd be a great pickup as a midfield coach for sure. I was saying on um, Big Radio that he was wanting to make the break a week, a year earlier, if possible, if Port Adelaide agree to it or come down to Port Adelaide agreeing to it because of his son and he doesn't want to have a conflict of interest. So it's going to be a watch of space. We need some fresh faces, so it'd be good to get some in there. Hopefully they are the ilk of Harvey and Seamich and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. Uh, Brownlow, because it's going to be in WA, he's going to win it, boys. Got a tip. Um, I think Wines, Oliver, Petrarca, even Bont, they're top four. They're top four. What about um, you, Wayne? Oh, I've, I've said for a while I've gone Bont and Pelly and Oliver for me. Is, well, I reckon it's going to be a tie. I reckon it's going to be a tie and Wines and Bont and Pelly. And don't discount Parrish. I think they've won enough games for him to get some um, three votes and all that. <laughs> Wait, uh, Dan, to show you on, on Zoom. <laughs> um, it's got gate crashed. Before we get into talk about a bit more about the Eagles, um, the stand rule. No, no, we'll talk about that later on. So all the all Australian team. Um, Nick Natnu is the only one from the Eagles got in there. He gets on the bench. He was edged out by Max Gorn. He's also the captain. And. Uh, Marcus Bond and Pelly was named vice captain. So, you, were you happy with the um, overall All Australian team? Yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's probably the itself. better one in a while. Which one? What was that one? I, I, yeah, I think it pretty for. A, I think for a, a good for a change, it actually they actually picked some players for the positions. I think Nick was pretty comical. He said, oh, I deserve to be on a bench because I spent a fair amount of time on there. So that was pretty comical when he came up with that. But I think that was good. They picked some, they actually picked forwards who actually played forwards. They didn't put, they didn't put a heap of bloody um, on ballers into those four half forward, full forward positions. And I think the back line pretty well picked itself. That was a pretty decent back line they picked up. Yeah, I think the only yeah, I'm pretty much that. the same as Wayne. I think it's pretty good. Uh, still wingmen. I think genuine wingmen are a bit hard done by. But, yeah, I think this is far superior side to last year's where they actually did, like, say, Papley's a good example. He made the size as a small forward. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm ha- a lot happier with this year's one than last year's. Yeah, um, the only conjecture there was the wings where um, the two boys that were picked on the wings played 11% and 4% there on throughout the year. But that's always going to happen. Uh, it's very rarely that people are wingers that are getting picked in the team. You know, apart from Gaff a few times, I can't remember when the last true uh, wingman um, come through. So, yeah, I was pretty happy with it. Um, it's a pretty hard decision. Uh, Stringer was probably one of the ones that probably could have been on the bench. I don't know. Um, but Nick was there, so that was good. And really, he was the only one from the Eagles that could really put his hand up for it. So, uh, where do we go now, boys? Is it reload or rebuild? Which one do you prefer? I'll let you go first, Dan. Um, I reckon reload. I think I don't think we need to really do a rebuild where we got to the bottom of the ladder. 
and like dwell down there for five years. Um, I think just important moves need to be made. And you've just, I've always said in drafts, you need to just get two players from each one that are in your best 22 almost. Um, I think a few years ago, you know, getting in Ryan, Petrosali, Ainsworth, Brander, Oscar Allen, all in that one draft help. I think father, son uh, with Waterman helped. And also think Rioli uh, taking that gamble on him, somewhat paid off, you know, anything that happened in the future, but that's going to help fast track it. Cause we've got the core 24 to 29 year old players, which we went through. Um, it's just, you got to nail the decisions you make on here because think of every rebuilding time uh, side. It's not so much that they've had their time in the sun. Now they're right down the bottom of the ladder. That doesn't always happen. Maybe a year or two it's uh, mistakes made. You know what I mean? Like Hawks might be down there because Hawks got in Wingard. They got in O'Meara. They got in Mitchell. You know, Hawks kept Scully, Patton. They kept going uh, for plays instead of hitting the draft because uh, Alistair Clarkson was quite vocal and he didn't like the draft. He said that's not the only way to rebuild. Um, Pies, you know, they're down the bottom now, but we all know they've buggered up their salary cap massively you know so there's a mistake they've had offload Trelaw but it's deeper than that too they've um swapped their first round pick with I believe GWS's two second picks or something because they wanted the points and they were banking GWS for now Colin was now finished second bottom on the ladder so they gave up pick two for I think it's like pick 27 and pick 30 or something ridiculous like that so that's mistakes that's now right that might see you down the ladder um, bottom of the ladder for longer um, so I find if you're languishing down there and we can list Carl, like coaches just, we've talked about that. So if you can not make these mistakes, you can do what Geelong's done. You can do what Sydney's done where, yeah, they dropped down for a couple of years, but they're back in finals now. You know what I mean? So you can follow that pathway more. So to me, it is, it is a rebuild per se, but it's more of a reload. Like we did it in 2017 and we did that without actually even dropping out of finals. Um, You're just reshaping your list, bringing in the best plays and new coaches, um, assistant coaches. Um, So that's where I think we are to the future. Well, I'm glad you said 2017 because we're going to bring that up. That's when we put in the likes of um, we picked up Oscar Allen, Brander and all that. So, But people weren't calling it a rebuild then. But some were saying that we were going to be bottom of the ladder. We won the flag. Wayne, rebuild or reload for you? Um, I'm, I'm half and half because I think you do need to have we, – we cannot go like we did this year and not reward guys who are playing well in the seconds and leave guys in the league that are not performing and senior players and good senior players. And I'll don't mind mentioning, but McGovern, um, Cripps, um, at times we had uh, the other, a couple of other senior players that I, I was really a little bit disappointed with. That, that were the main two, but you just can't. And I know they're quality players, but you had guys like, um, you know, um, Brander playing well in the resis, uh, O'Neill. You've got to give those guys a better, a more chance. We can't afford next year to go in. If we play JK and Hearn again, and they're saying, well, they can play 70% of the time, you cannot afford to keep going in with players playing 70% of the game. That's all Nick plays. 
then if we have JK playing that and we have Hearn playing that and only playing so many times during the year, you need younger players to come in and fill those voids. Now, um, there's still um, there's still big talk that Brad Shepard's uh, possibility of retirement through concussion. Um, that would open a door very hopefully for a, hopefully a Foley to be really thrust back into that league team uh, on a more permanent basis. Um, and I think that's a start. And I, and I think, I just don't think we can afford to keep leaving Waterman out in the reserve. Otherwise we're going to lose, we're going to lose these guys. We're going to lose Brander. We're going to lose Brander this year. There's no question about that. Well, well one way or another, he's going to go. There's no question there. Well, um, I agree totally with you. I think, like we said, Dan, I think we can go one more crack at it with the list that we got next year. If we wanted just to keep things, tinker, you know, new coaches, new um, fresh faces, new ideas, blah, blah, blah. Um, there was a few little things that come out this week that all the players had a big mass of meeting via Zoom and some home chiefs were come out and players were allowed to exactly say what they felt and the coaches took that on board. And um, I reckon we're going to see a lot more, um, what do you call it, players on the fringe probably getting more of a go. It, like like you said, they should have been given a go this year. And that's basically what I heard come out of one of the meetings. Um, I don't know if that's factual, but that's from what I've heard. Um, so things have to change to go forward. We've got draft picks 10, 29, 36, 50, and 65 so far in the draft. And if we look at the players that are out of contract, I'll run for them, and you tell me if you agree with them, because I've heard that I don't – there's a story going around that one of the two, J.K. or Josh uh, – J.K. or Shannon Hearn, one of them might get told to retire. I'm hoping that's not the, the truth, but I can see it happening. Um, so I've got Josh Kennedy and Hearn one-year contracts. Um, Liam Duggan's got a contract given to him, but he hasn't signed it. So I don't know what the sticking point is because he's, he's had it for about eight weeks now. So there's, I know he had a PCL, I think it was, a knee injury. So I don't know how that can change a different contract, but that hasn't been signed. He said he wants to play a one-club uh, man as late as, uh, I think it was early this week, or no, last week when he was on Sports FM. So he's got a contract out there. Jack Redden's been offered a one-year contract and agreed to it. Rotham, Foley and Jones have been offered contracts. Jermaine Jones has agreed in principle but hasn't signed. The ones that haven't been given a contract are Jared Brander and Xavier O'Neill. So they're likely trade options for me and other players that haven't been given a contract yet, Barty, Johnson, Ainsworth, Archie and Hutchings. And I'd say all five of them would probably be cut. Would you agree with that? No, no we yeah, definitely hmm. Um It's just funny, though. I'll put a question to you. Uh, Duggan's a favourite of ours on here, but if you could get a late first round, so, you know, between 10, 10 and 20, basically, with um, the picks, a late first round, would you take that for Duggan? That will leave oh. us with two second-round picks, two first-round picks in this draft. Oh, any day of the year. Yeah, of course yeah, I would. Yeah, I probably would too. Um, at we'll one, I think that we, we're lucky with halfbacks. I think we've got enough. 
Um, well, that's the only reason I would entertain it is the position he plays. You've got Nelson in there. You've got Roffin being dropped. You've got Witherden, who we really want him with his foot skills. Uh, uh, Wayne talked on Foley. Um, so it's only a positional thing. You know, if we lost a player, uh, it's not good to lose a player of his calibre. But in that position, well, that's where we've got the covered, basically. I wasn't surprised to hear that Hawthorne and North Melbourne are both interested in Jared Brander. So I wouldn't be surprised if he went to one of those two teams just because of um, Mitchell and Rawlings having the connections there. Um, I haven't heard anything about a Neil yet, so that could be interesting. He said he has backed himself to be in the Eagles' best 22 next year, so that's a big call coming from him. But that's probably a positive thing to hear from a young guy like that. I know he's one yeah, of your favourites. Yeah, look, I'd, look, I'd be devastated if Duggan left. You know how I... You know, guys, how I, how yep. I think of him. My, I had him as our next captain. Um, but then I can also see that what's coming. There's no way we could lose Josh Rothen. There's no way that kid, they they need to get him signed. Um, uh, and as you say, Witherton, you're right. Dan, I agree with Dan. We've got him covered in that area. But Duggan's pretty versatile because he can actually play through that middle area as well and on the wing. But... Um, yeah, there might be a thing there. He might want to go home. Who knows? Um, but yeah. I, I don't think I, I don't think trading Brander is the answer because I don't think we'll get any value for him. To be honest, no. That's my opinion. Brander, right? You got to go for a Tom Cole or someone or a Duggan, who are an established player. You're going to get more value out of those guys than you're going to get out of Brander. I, I disagree. I disagree totally, Wayne. Brander will be an early second round pick. And oh, if, mate, if we got an, if, if we got an early uh, second round pick, I would be wrapped because if, if Eagles did not, I'm, I'm with Wayne. We, he hasn't as much AFL exposure. That's the only reason I threw Duggan's name up because he's had that exposure. Uh, teams have been able to see how good he is. Uh, second round pick for Brandon now. You wouldn't feel bad him going uh, for the pure reason. At least we got something out of it. See, I just would hate for Brandon, who's got a lot of talent. We may not have seen his best yet. Or well, we obviously haven't seen his best yet. But to go and we just get a third rounder, get a pick in the 30s or 40s, well, then uh, you really feel like you've lost that because you know he's got potential. I uh, reckon but in the early second round, you'd be laughing. I reckon he – well, your early second round starts at 22, right? So that's your second round. Starts at 22 this year. So 22 really? to third – yep, 20 – yeah, because I'm, I'm backing in the two Dacos and the two bids, right? So that pushes it back. 20 is a cutoff. I had a look yeah. at the rounds today. 20 is a first round cutoff because of the priority picks, if there is a priority pick. Mm. Um, so let's just say it's 20 to 30. I reckon you're going to, for Brander, if you got anything over 30, if we're going to pick, say, 34, we're losing out. It's got to be under yeah. that. And Eagles have to look, Eagles have to drive a hard bargain. But the problem is, Brander is out of contract, so he can walk. Mm. So. This is where the Eagles, I don't know what's going on, why they have not put a contract in front of him, and if he has, why he's taking so long. But it all comes down to J.K., I think. Once J.K. lets know what he's been told, I bet we hear about Brandon the next following day. Mm. Because he's the only one yeah. holding, you know. Um, if I was Brandon, I'd want to be playing as a forward. I've been played as a forward at the Eagles, so I'll go find a team that'll play me as a forward. And at North Melbourne, they're crying out for a key forward. 
um, Hawthorne are crying out for key forward after Patton's gone. So, yeah, who knows? Just tell me, you guys, you guys know more than me. If, if JK stays, is he tradable? Well, I don't think he, so. Or could he just play, go somewhere else if he wanted to? What, what I'm thinking is if he wanted to, and I, don't, I know he doesn't want to, but if you could prize a first-round pick out of the Gold Coast, would you do it? Well, I brought up Darling because they wouldn't do it for JK, but I brought it up just for the sake of conversation. I don't want to lose Darling personally. Uh, but Gold Coast have got what, pick four? So would you give yeah. up pick four and then a uh, midfielder like Ferroni? Um, from Gold Coast for Darling, you know, because then it's like, well, that's an early top four pick. And now he's at an early top four pick for only could be anything because I, I question Gold Coast's ability to develop these young players. So you could get a quick young mid that could be anything, you know what I mean, as well as the steak knives, they say. Um, so the problem with JK, especially if he's got no contract, he's an unrestricted free agent. He can pick where he goes anywhere, I believe, right now. So... Yeah. We wouldn't get anything from him from the AFL. I go, oh, well, he's not, you know, well, the Gold Coast, meeting, meeting contract. I reckon the Gold Coast, you'd get a, you probably wouldn't get a higher pick as what you would expect to, but you'd get a good pick for him if it was a, as if, depends on if he went there for, I don't know, depends on what contract that was given to him. And that's when the Eagles would be turning around and saying, who knows, that, that they might, people that age, you don't usually get too much for. No. When you look at the Mitchells and stuff like that, um, you look at um, Scully, he went to Hawthorne. Now, he was a top three, four pick. Or he might have even been top one. First pick. round. Yeah, um, he was number one. So, you know, and he went at pick 67 or 68. So, I don't see the merit in doing that. It's just a number. And, you know, most clubs don't take more than five people in a draft. Um, this year, I only can see that he was taking four in the draft and maybe one or two in the rookie. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'd rather see him retire as a one-club player than play a uh, two-club player um, than go to another third club. But, hey, we're all different. Uh, it's going to be interesting. We, like you said, um, you know, it's up to the club to see where we're going to go. They know best. But um, people out there on social media, stop saying sack the coach because the coach ain't going anywhere. I keep reading it, and it's like, get over it, you know. He, he, the, the game plan was outdated, yes, so we'll, we'll fix it next year. It'll be different. So, you know, we could bounce back into the top four easy as next year. That's why it's called reload or rebuild, and we don't need to re, rebuild just yet. Um, briefly, I just want to well, talk I find, about... Just quickly with that yeah. was, uh, I find we're doing what we need to do. Uh, it's not set the coach. It's tickle a game plan, but get different people, new voices um, from underneath, which we're doing. Yeah. Um, we are revitalising our assistant coaches because Hickmont was a development coach and I believe he was a half backman or something when he played. So him in the midfield, it hasn't worked. Since we lost Van Burlow's stoppage coach and Sam Mitchell as midfield coach, I don't think our midfield's gelled as well. Um, everyone blames it on Kelly, but Kelly's one of our most best performers this year. So you got to look at the midfield coach as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I know a lot of people like him. The players actually like him on too. But, yeah, I think it's not so much sack the – like cut the head off the snake. It's like nah, build up from underneath, you know, put better people around him. And that's always happened. Happened Barkley, happened to Dimmer, it's happened yeah. to Clarkson. Like it happens to a lot of coaches. And that's how they get the best out of them is by putting better people around them. 
Now, good. Um, before we go, I just want to quickly talk about the waffle. Any of you uh, watch it on the weekend? I found it really, really strange that um, only four players played from our list in the game, and they were Ainsworth, Johnson, O'Neill, and Winder. Um, I found that really strange. Uh, nothing out through the Eagles media. Why? Um, it was just like, oh, yeah, they, they did good. They got beaten by 96 points. They tried hard, but it wasn't really the Eagles out there. It was like four players and a bunch of amateurs. So I, I just it, find it really surprising. And they've got it round 22 this week against South Fremantle, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm remembering right. Um, will it be more or have they put everyone out for surgery already? Because uh, I find that very strange. Yeah, it must have been surgery and quarantines, just a bit of everything. Some were going on holidays. I just I, I didn't like seeing it, to be honest. I but thought there was, there's a lot of players. Well, I didn't like seeing so little players out there. Uh, was, a lot of players are playing for their future, so to speak. Um, get out there. You know what I mean? Come on, buddy. You want a new contract? Get out in the waffle play. And I'm just using his as an example, but... You know, I, I didn't like seeing such little representation at waffle level. And not only that, if we had good Eagles players around there, Willie Rioli could play this week in the waffle if his hammy's a good game under his belt. Well, I, feel like, I feel like we've closed up shop. I honestly have. What, looking at that waffle game, we've closed up shop. Um, no one was there. But we, we, we do say quarantine or that, but there was 13 players available the week before the play that weren't in quarantine. So... I'm surprised that none of those players would be pulled out of the team to have surgery or whatever. I just can't understand it. Um, I've been waiting for a reply. I haven't got one. Uh, I just find it very strange. And if it happens this week, I think people should get on social media and go, how come there's only four people playing? But who knows? There might be a valid reason. I don't know. But, um, yeah, look. It's probably the last time you get to see the Eagles play this weekend because they're finishing uh, bottom of the ladder in the waffle. So if you can get down there, go and watch them. Um, and, yeah, let's see what happens in the next few weeks. We might hear of some uh, players getting cut. Let's see if we're spot on with our predictions. And uh, the trade period starts in a few weeks' time, so a couple of weeks after the um, grand final. And you can trade for picks all the way to draft day. This year? Okay. So you can trade for players for two weeks and then picks for the rest of it. So uh, we'll join again next in about a fortnight's time. We hopefully got a bit more news on the Eagles and who's going where and who's coming or uh, if there's any more news coming up. Uh, we'll talk about a bit more about the grand final in depth, uh, see if Eagles can get tickets. I've heard Eagles and Dockers after the two teams, so it's Melbourne, Port Adelaide, they have – the next priority in ticketing from what I heard read today. So if that's true, that'd be good. But it'd probably be a ballot system, only 60,000. Grand final is a corporate event. So let's see how much gets out to the public. It'd be interesting to see the allocations when they just, come up. Yeah, just quickly. So season 2021's done. Thank God we can all rejoice. Um, it is for us anyway. What was what your one take out? doesn't have to be Eagles related, just this year. As a whole, what's the takeout you took out of it? So, something you noticed? Oh, just Nick Nat, how dominant he was. He, he, if people thought he had a good year last year, this year was better. And he was one of the reasons I went, 
to watch footy and go to watch footy. And the guy's a freak. He's 31, I think, next year. Um, if they can get another second ruckman going with him, I think we're going to be in good stead. Didn't have to be Eggers related, but that's a very good one. What about you, Wayne? Um, what, non-Eagles related? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it can be Eagles related, but, yes, yeah, anything from the general, from the footy. Uh, the, the, there was, the worst part was the rule changes. I think mm. the stand uh, the stand on the mark rule is the worst rule I've ever seen. It still is. And um, on a positive on the Eagles, it was good, great to see guys like, especially Harry Edwards, Luke Edwards, and Nathan Foley, Josh Rotham, and even Witherden at times start to emerge. I think that was a really, a real good plus for the season. Yeah, I agree with the stand on the mark. It didn't work. It's the lowest scoring season in years, so it definitely didn't work. Yeah. For me, it was. Um, I found this year was the changing of the guard. I don't think Dangerfield, I don't think Fife, I don't think Dusty are now the best midfielders in the comp. I think you've seen still from uh, Saints have played good, but uh, it's, this year is the first year, I think, Petrucca, Oliver, Wines, these players are now Bont and Pally are now putting their hand up. And it's the changing of the guard for me. I think this is the year where we've almost seen the handover, you know what I mean? The new young kids, they're not young now, but, yeah, now the top-tier players in the competition. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be interesting. All right, guys, uh, thanks for joining in on the show. Listen on all your podcast uh, platforms that you listen to. Spread the word out there. We'll shows off-season. Uh, next one will be in hopefully in a fortnight's time. But, yeah, we'll keep you posted with anything that's Eagles-related or AFR-related as well. Um, and, yeah, um, we'll put it out on all the social media platforms that we're on. And hopefully you can spread the word for Eagle Nation next year. Uh, thanks for joining us again, Dan and Wayne. No worries. I'm good. Thank you. Right, go Eagles.